This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That's the sound of the horn. Welcome to an all new ninth season of Clipcast. I'm your host, Chris Wilde, with me cackling in the background all the way from his home office. In downtown oh Burbank is Burbank Hank, everybody. Henry Dittman. Clippers win! The Clippers, Clippers win! win. And, but the, I mean, it was kind of scary there because the Lakers took the lead at some point. No, they never oh, they, they tied. They tied they two tied, times. I think it's 75-75 was the last tie that they I saw. They tied two times, I believe. The Clippers jumped out to a 5-0 lead, and they rarely looked back. Amazing win. Woo! Oh, so great. And that, like, I just, you know, we have to dip our toes into that horrible second quarter where we scored we'll two points yeah. in the first half of the second quarter, but yeah. still, still led. That's how much we just clocked and cleaned the clock of the ring ceremony, Elward, who just looked winded. Oh, my gosh. How about butter? Sweet, sweet butter. Paul George, so smooth, went like 10 points in a row. There's so much we got to talk about. Let's start. Uh, hey, I, let's start how we felt. Why don't we start with what we felt about the game before the game? We talked about it today. We both were of dif- differing minds. Let's get really. I'll get honest. I'm a. Fr- I'm ready to eat my crow. I'm ready to eat you, my crow. You you told me you thought the good guys were going to lose. I was worried game. we would lose, and I thought if I had to bet money on it, um, I would I would bet that we would lose a close one. I was really scared. I thought the ring ceremony, which by the way. There's no upside to this pandemic situation, but if there were, it's that we did not have to be in attendance for that ring ceremony. Am I right? <laughs> I'm telling you, if if someone said, all right, here's the deal. The L word, the stinking stupid L word are going to win a championship, but they are the only team to win a championship in front of zero fans with these weird videos where people just don't understand how to take videos with their phone. Like it was odd looking up into the nostrils of Lebron James's uncles and mother. I'm like, hold the camera higher. What are you doing? Anyway, it was very, whoa, whoa, very whoa. Wait awkward. Wait a second. Wait a second. I wouldn't know because I didn't watch it. <laughs> smart. <laughs> you're smart. I just kept pressing fast forward, Ugh. but I was watching live television. Um, it didn't work because you were watching live television. Listen, so man. So did you, going did into- you think they were yeah. going to ride high off of their yeah. bubble championship yes. and their ring ceremony? Not only just- that, not only okay. that, but- they are running the same offense with the same coach with the same two stars. And you could you you could have argued before the game that you throw Mark Gasol in there. And I know a lot of people are kind of going, oh, but he's old, he's old. But the truth the truth with Mark Gasol is that he's a great defender and a an amazing passer. And so now he's passing to two guys who drain shots to Anthony Davis, who's shooting 83 percent from three in the preseason. And they're telling him to shoot five, six threes a game. We, right. You know, we've lost Montrez well, Harrell. We've brought in yeah. some good pieces, but we're running a complete. So fun. But we're running a completely new offense. So fun with, to hate with, on Montrez Harrell. With, it's with such basically, a new feeling for me. With basically, I know, with basically two new starters tonight because Marcus Morris is out. So we had Batum starting and we had Ibaka starting, and I felt like those things all considered 
we were going to lose a close one. And man, was I ever wrong because not only well, did we, not, you... we didn't not only not only not lose a close one, we won and it wasn't close. Here's what you didn't see when you didn't watch the ring ceremony wisely. Jeannie Buss got out there and literally listed a laundry list of guys that are no longer on the team. And so you're sitting there telling me, oh, here's why I think the good guys are going to lose because they've got these returning guys with a returning coach with a returning system. But I didn't realize because, you know, my son, I'm watching the game with my son. He's asking me all these questions about the L word. And I'm like, I I don't know the answer, son. I know the answer to every question about every Clipper. I just don't know or care about the L word. So I'm sitting here watching Jeannie Buss say, and, you know, can't be here. Raj and Rondo, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Danny Green. I mean, she literally listed at least five, six guys, and four or five of those guys, with the exception of DeMarcus Cousins, were real key pieces in what was working for the L word in the bubble. And then you look at the Clippers. The Clippers, yes, Hank, Nicholas Batum is a new guy, but he's got a chip on his shoulder with a lot to prove because he underperformed in Charlotte. And you add that spice of Serge Ibaka, who is Kawhi Leonard's friend. I didn't know cyborgs could be programmed to have friends, <laughs> but Kawhi Leonard's master programmer. Yeah. I don't know if it was Steve Jobs or Al Gore when he created the internet. It was Steve Ballmer. But- what is wrong with you? It's right there. That <laughs> joke course. was right there in front of you. It was you right left there in it. front of me. You left money when on Ballmer the table. programmed Kawhi Leonard <laughs> at Microsoft Laboratories. He programmed him to have a friend, and that friend is Serge Ibaka. Now, I'll tell you, I just want to get right to the Clippers because obviously I don't want to talk well, wait, about Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. I want to say one more quick thing in response to that. I was not wrong in that Schroeder double-doubled. He was two assists away from triple-doubling. Is it Schroeder yeah. or Schroeder? I think it's Schroeder. Uh, whatever, man. Who cares? But he, Well, no he, point could be Schroeder. He, he, was only, he was only two assists away from a triple-double and Montres Harrell double-doubled. So their new pieces really worked. Yes. It's just that uh, I, we worked yeah. better. But go ahead. I, I have friends, uh, sadly. I was programmed to have friends as well who are L-Word fans, and they were texting me throughout the game. And these guys are excited about Schroeder He's or great. Schroeder He's or what great. have you. And they were very excited about Montrez Harrell. But I'll tell you something. The Clippers had a 10-point lead. Montrez Harrell steps on the floor for the L word, and the Clippers lead balloons up to 20. Another point in the game. Yeah, that's that, that's telling, isn't it? We know that, Harrell. We know that, Harrell. And and Harrell was very good in a losing effort, oh, unlike buddy, the bubble. Buddy, where... wait a second. He was didn't, – didn't you see that decisive block against one of the smallest players on our team? <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> he really went up there and contested the smallest guy. The six-foot, maybe one guy, who then maybe t- six-three tops. Turned around, who then turned around for back-to-back rebounds surrounded by four Lakers jerseys. We'll get there. We'll get to all this, everybody. This but is just my, us. my favorite follow-up, right by now. the way, yeah. was Montrez Carol blocks itty bitty Pat Beverly, right? And just it gets in his face. The very next play, he cannot, Montrez Harrell cannot block Evicha Zubat's uh-uh. seven foot slam dunk down the hole. Look, all right, so here's what I want to talk about Clippers basketball right now. Just get right into it, Hank. Yeah. Who impressed you the most? Who let you down the most? Or who did you think, wow, this guy needs more than what? He's showing me who impressed you the most, who let you down the most. Well, listen, I'm not I'm not looking at box scores, right? That's not what I'm looking at right just, now. Just, I'm yeah, just, just talking off about, the cuff. I'm just talking about the game. So first of all, in the first half, who what impressed me the most was the one-two punch 
of Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka. They were very quickly, I want to say 13 points for Kawhi Leonard in the first half and Serge 11, and they were our only two players in double digits. The Lakers at that yeah. point had Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and I want to say Schroeder or Schroeder, whatever the hell it is, um, in doubles. Yes. But, but at that point, Paul George only had nine points. And so, first of all, that's the first thing I want to look at is the Serge Ibaka-Kawhi Leonard tandem to start the game. You S- loved it. Ser- I mean, Serge Ibaka just was consistently there on D, consistently there making shots. Man, what a great ad he is. And what a great uh, thing having him as our starting center. Holy absolutely. cow. Absolutely. Yeah. And and then Ivica Zubac coming off the bench and being a monster off the bench with great energy, great height, great power. We didn't have that. We had, we had the great energy with the old backup center, Montrezl, but we did not have the great height. So wait a second. I, I wait love, a second. Speaking yeah, of, and speaking I love Nicholas Batum. By the way, yeah, Nicholas nice. Batum hitting his very first three. I just absolutely loved it. Oh, bingo! We oh, like bingo. that. We like that. That's the eye bingo. test, right? But listen, speaking of Zubats coming in, honestly, when he came in, leaping in the air, tap mm. tapping a, a defensive board out, and mm-hmm. then running to the other end and draining a shot. I oh, yeah. th- I thought this is the first thing I thought, and I almost texted you. I started texting you. Man, Luke Kennard can jump. Ivica oh, Zubac is so lean. He doesn't it was Kennard. He doesn't look like the same guy, man. He is his conditioning is going off the charts. Yeah, he's getting leaner, he's getting stronger. You're absolutely right, Hank. That is an astute. That is an astute uh, observation. <laughs> I got you the first I, I, time. <laughs> okay, but it, it was – no, you're absolutely right. He's leaner and he's meaner and he's stronger. So you're impressed by – immediately you're impressed when you're watching the game of Serge Ibaka and yeah. Kawhi Leonard back, those buddies. You're yeah. immediately impressed with how lean and mean Ivica Zubats was off the bench. I agree. Lou to Zoo for two. I love that. And I got I a yay boo. I got a yay boo, although it's going to be a boo yay. In the okay, first, talk to me. In the first half – it was Paul George. I was kind of watching him going, man, he's not really making shots. He's uh, he's not really in this game. And then, holy wizards, did he get into the game in the Third second quarter. half, man. Third quarter. Holy cow. Bananas. He went from 12 points to 22 points real quick. He had 10 points back to back to back to he back to back for the Clippers. He scored 10 straight points in the third quarter for the Clippers. Oh, so good. Yeah, ten and that was exactly straight. what we needed. And literally, what we needed. And literally the commentators for something like 20 minutes of game time were just like, oh my gosh, there's Paul George for 20 points. I mean, there's Paul George for 20 Sorry, there's Paul George for 25. Ah, there's Paul George for 30 points. I mean, he... Smooth butter. And and at that moment, you, re, you remember Paul George saying, I feel like I owe this team a championship. And man, oh, did he wow. look nice. He looked yeah, nice. He and there was this moment that I'm so mad about. I, I'm so mad. You're hot. We finished it. I'm hot about this, man. We you fin- have max heat Thank over this goodness moment. That this is not a game that we were watching and drinking at the stadium and then coming home to Clipcast because I probably – this would be an explicit podcast. Uh-oh, watch out. Kenny Smith at the end of the game was asked, uh-huh. what did you learn about the Clippers? Okay. And Kenny Smith comes oh, no. through saying – Literally, what did you learn about the Clippers? Literally, we just whooped the champs. And he yeah. says, I mean, you know, it's only one game. There's a lot of game it's to just go. One game. And LeBron, just one and game. then he says this, and LeBron didn't even play the last three minutes. So what can we even tell? He didn't, oh. he didn't play the last three minutes because we were beating their butts. <laughs> like, get out of here, Kenny Smith. And while he's saying that, while yeah. while he's saying that, yeah. I want to say it was it was one of the other guys. I don't remember which one it was, says, 
well, we've got Paul George waiting right now to talk to us. And they literally cut to Paul George sitting there with the freaking headphones on listening. It was so, in, it was like, it was like, you, this is disgusting. We yeah. just beat them. And all we, and all you're going to talk, we just beat the champs. Oh, oh, they, yeah. they didn't get a lot of rest. They didn't get a lot, lot of rest after 70 what? Days. A nine week season. They didn't get a lot of rest. 70 plus. I love that. Oh, this is the shortest interim in between any professional sport. I'm like three full months. Okay, maybe not three. Two four months. months. It was two 72 months. days. Two months and also 72 by, and days. And by the way, it was right yeah. after a short season. I understand yes, they were in was. the bubble, but like on top of that, here, how about this? What did you learn about the Clippers? Oh, maybe the Nuggets aren't the second best team in the West. Oh, no. maybe they're really good. Oh, yes. maybe Paul George had two shoulder surgeries and now he's well. How about any of those things instead of sure. like, oh, we didn't learn anything because LeBron, LeBron James didn't play because we're beating their butts. Sorry, yes. I'm sorry. And Shaq, I'm and sorry. Shaq said they, that he can't really, he can't say anything about the Clippers until they prove that they can win in the playoffs. Okay. So unfortunately, Fine. Hank, we are now one game closer to going to the coveted my call, my bowl call, seventy-two and zero season. It's about to <laughs> You're happen. You're doing okay? it again. You can't <laughs> Every go seventy-two season, and zero. Clippers without, fans. No, I. For the record, I have never called seventy-two and zero <laughs> ever. <laughs> Ever okay. on Clipcast okay. or anywhere fair. for that matter. That's fair. That's fair. So anyway, but that, we're gonna have to. I was hear not that. happy about that, especially because Paul George. Paul George was the most dominant player in this game. If you take like Easily. and his and, and Kawhi own, Leonard also looked great. On Did some anyone dumb amount of shots too? Like again, I'm not looking at the box score because I'm frankly was so thrilled. I want to say he was 13 for 18, Hank. I mean, for 33, you had 33 points on 18 shots. It's like, crazy, get out dude. of here. Like, that's not get what out. you... And that's what you learn. Nothing? And you're about to interview him. And you just say, uh, it's just one game. And LeBron didn't even play the last three minutes, you know, because they were getting blown out I mean, I'm not their the tech director. Team. I'm not their tech director, so what do I know? Maybe Paul George wasn't live, but you know he was. You May know he was. I ask you something, Hank? Ugh. Why aren't you their tech director? And isn't it time <laughs> you start tech directing you know what? inside the NBA? You know, a, lot, a lot of people will say that it's like almost more work for me to not be a successful be a NBA tech, tech director. <laughs> Tonight on Tech Director Cast. Oh boy. So anyway, All right, so uh, who, that made me who, who 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 disappointed you or no who one. made you say, uh-oh, we need work? No one. Oh really? No one oh, did. Really? I mean, even even Lou Williams, who was fine. He was I fine. Love Lou tonight. He was fine tonight. I liked him tonight. He was nice. But even Lou, like, there was a moment where now I'm forgetting. Like that there there was a moment where he missed a key shot when we were like it was really close. And okay. then he hustled. I'm checking my notes. Maybe I'll find. Oh yes, I'm saying hustled this. back on D. He and hustled got in the way back of the pass. on D and got in. The, yeah. And I was like, "This is the guy who everyone is saying does not play defense." Defense. And man, yeah, you're right. He did. He did. And look, look, listen, man. We also did this game one of last season, right? Sure. We did this game one of last season. Yes. Um, we we blew the we blew the the Lakers out hard to get started. But and then man, we won I a like nail biter it. on Christmas for two wins in a row on the regular season, and then they won two in a row to split the season series two two. Yeah, but the entire team disappointed me in the second quarter. We just were very fortunate. Oh, we were brutal. we were fortunately playing nice defense, and mm. the Lakers like in a point where we went one of eleven, they went two of ten. So it's well, like I'll, that was nice. I'll we, tell you, Hank. Nice. I'll tell you in the preseason, which obviously you have to take everything with a grain of salt because Ty Lue. I want to talk a lot about Ty Lue. I, I read right. a wonderful article about 
Ty Lu, written by Andrew Greif for the LA Times. I tweeted it out. So go to at LA Clipcast and you scroll down the timeline. And I tweeted it. I retweeted uh, Brad uh, Turner, tweeted it out. So anyway, look for that Andrew Greif LA Times article on Ty Lu. And I want to get into that. But before that, A, Ty Lu is undefeated as a head coach for your Los Angeles Clippers, which I love. But my takeaway from preseason, again, take it with a grain of salt. We went 0-3. It literally doesn't matter. It's exhibition basketball in a wonky preseason where we literally were about to cut like five guys. And he was putting guys in that were playing for their careers, and a lot of them didn't quite make it. But what really was a red flag for me was Lou to zoo was very messy in the preseason. Yeah. And the first three passes were all botched and fumbled. And I go, uh, uh, yeah. And so that was a big thing that I was looking for that I saw tonight that impressed me. Lou to zoo for two is something we're going to see a lot of. And I loved it. And I think that's going to be a wonderful one, two punch punch off the bench. Now my new red flag. Yeah, that was in the, the guy, that was early. That was like or I shouldn't this wasn't early. It's like halfway through the first quarter. I remember that and I went, "Ooh. Ooh, this is nice." It's and nice. that was for a 20-point lead, PS. Yes, when they when they came in and we went bench for bench, we extended our 10-point lead to 20-point lead. Yeah, yes. But I think the guy that raised a couple of red flags for me tonight, sadly, uh-oh, was the big contract guy, Luke Kennard, did not blow a lot of wind in my clipper sales he did not impress me tonight and i want to be impressed because you and i were texting back and forth i believe you told me that canard's contract is is much better than the the montrez harrell contract over down the hall and obviously look we did not want to pay montrez and we basically sent him walking and he wanted to come back and we were like "Mm, tough but luke canard needs to do better he did not impress me tonight what did you think of Duke well, and I mean, look, he did pull a triple single. I get two. <laughs> You're like, I don't have the stats in front of me. Two, two re- I don't have the stats in front. He may re- have had a quadruple single. <laughs> two rebounds, two assists, uh, four points. No, not great. Um, not great for Luke Kennard. He, you know, he is. We're gonna have to see. It's it is a bit of a puzzler. Um, we, that he got it was 64 million over four years, and I want to say Montres Harrell at the Lakers got 18 million over two years. Um, right. But there, there is some question. When I heard about that contract, the first thing I thought was he hasn't played yet, and we're signing him to this big contract. So is this the general? Is this the team saying, "Hey, Kawhi, we're looking long term. We got Paul George long term. We're getting, we're, we're locking up these guys." Does Kawhi really like this guy? Um, I don't know. I, but, thought, I don't know I a ton about him. Team- I thought it said the team believes in this guy, and I actually would very much love to also believe in him. Yeah, well, dude, well, we also we <laughs> also he just got did him. Not hit a lot of shots. We also got we traded away Shamit and Magruder. Whoa! Now you just said you Sharn weren't going to use foul Sharn language. I'm sorry. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm the sorry. Game boozing. Okay. <laughs> um, Landry Sharnett, um, who was very inconsistent for us, and you know, frankly, got COVID because he went into an ice cream shop and. The sweet, sweet South Bay without a mask, like a turd bird. Right. And um, licked all the teens scooping ice I cream. I said he went into an ice cream parlor. I think you know what he did, and that's it. Um, <laughs> he teen licked. I said he went in there. Um, he, we got, we let go him and Magruder, and we right. got Kennard and a grip of picks. We got something like three or four second round picks. <laughs> right. Yes, which yes, we had yes. given up all these picks, right? To get sure. Kawhi and to, especially to get Paul George. Paul George. Um, yep. So we kind of got him for. We got him for like it was he was a nice get. The only issue for him it is his knees. 
This is the concern with him. I want right. him to be shooting better, of course. I'd like very much for him to be well, shooting I, better, but I read something about him where he's like, guys, I'm gonna play better. I haven't played great yet. And this is like after three preseason games and it really impressed the guys. And I'm like, okay. And then so I'm watching him play. I'm like, are you gonna impress me now? No, not I'm yet. Gonna... Not yet. But, look, but but buddy, listen, it everybody doesn't let's let's look to everybody doesn't have to be great every night. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'll tell you what. You know what really I mean? He doesn't. Me. Ty Lue's coaching impressed yeah, me. Yeah, talk about Ty Lue. Talk about him. That second quarter, we couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And even the commentators talked about how uh, Ty Lue has already gone 11 deep in the lineup. So yeah. Ty Lue, unlike Doc, is not afraid to go deep into his bench and try new guys out there. Pat Patterson didn't have a great night. Uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. I think Luke Kennard will find his shot and really impress us. But when I read this article about Ty Lue, man, there is no respect on this man's name. He was a head coach three seasons, a conference champion Every season he was a head coach. He got to the NBA Finals every season he was a head coach. He was an NBA champion head coach after facing a down 3-1 to one deficit, which we all know. Yes, he had LeBron James, but LeBron James will tell you Ty Lue is an excellent coach. And here's what I learned about Ty Lue that I had no idea about thanks to the great sports journalism, which is another topic I want to touch upon, by Andrew Greif. Ty Lue, our head coach, again, I'm going to say this to you again. This is his fourth season as a head coach. His previous three head seasons, he was a conference champion coach, got to the finals three for three. Okay, so let's keep that going. He has a near photographic memory. Really? He can remember plays from games that he played in high school. He looks at game tape and doesn't have to study it because he remembers watching it live, almost down to the exact minute. He knows what everyone on the court is doing. He's like a beautiful mind out there. I did not know this about Ty Lue, and it sounds like you didn't know it either. Ty Lue has a very near photographic memory, so he doesn't have to overanalyze game tape over and over and over. He sees it once. He gets it. It's in his memory. He's going to remember that for like Ever. He remembers key plays from when he was in high school. It was a great article. Seek this article out. Andrew Greif, Ty Lue, LA Times. Seek it out. It's on our Twitter page. It's on Andrew Greif's Twitter page. It's oh, a I great like that. article. That's it's fun. A, and the guy doesn't get the credit he deserves. Good. And tonight, good. good. Absolutely. We're back under the radar. I don't mind it, man. We, we're getting no love. And that's fine with me. And we'll get no love after tonight. I guarantee no, you. I'm won't. not even going on Twitter. Because like I know that they're, everyone's just coming up with dumb excuses, but the truth is we won. And the truth is we won with a brand new coach and a brand new system. Not just sure. some new role players, but legitimately new system. And starting two new guys. Because well, we I had one guy out. Like, get out of here, go. man. We whooped them. 
I, I saw. I think everyone saw us go zero three in the in the preseason. They literally thought it mattered. I think they thought that the preseason mattered. It doesn't. But Kawhi Leonard was not great last preseason either. And P.S. We're only, we only like listen. Now this argument goes either way, right? This argument goes either way. <clears throat> we didn't play that many preseason games, so everybody's still figuring it out. Except LeBron, like except that like the, the LeBron James and Anthony Davis were super dominant in the bubble. In the in the run of the playoffs, super dominant, and they're still there. And we were super disappointing. Our stars and everybody were super disappointing in the bubble. And man, we came out hot tonight. Yes, and I, I do think the bubble was an anomaly. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks, the best team in NBA basketball. They get shuttled out of the second round. They can't do it, even though they had the most wins in the regular season. They couldn't do it. Clippers, second most wins in the West, couldn't do it. I hope that the bubble was an anomaly. I hope that this championship L-word team was an anomaly. I love the fact that it was tied 75-75, and here come the champs on their special night at home with their big, gaudy, oversized, gross, chunky ring-pop rings, and they couldn't get it done because LeBron came out there, AD came out there, and he could. these guys could not beat Paul George. They could not beat Kawhi Leonard. They couldn't beat Pat Bev, Ivica Zubac, Serge Ibaka. Our team as a whole, the entire team, the squad, looked great. And I think Lou Will has a lot to prove because he was a bubble bust. He looked good, man. He looked like that sweet Lou that we know he can be and is, that prolific scorer. And man alive, Paul George put on a show. 30 points. 18 shots to get 30 points. That four-point play, tears of Christmas joy streaming down my cheeks, Hank. I'm going to make you cry again. Oh, t- oh I'm going to make you cry again. You're going to like this. Do you know what the top three scoring starters of the Lakers combined score was as compared to the top three leading scoring starters of the Clippers was? Oh, gosh. I I, I don't know. I mean, the I, Lakers, you got to think the Lakers LeBron was AD, and AD are in there. Yep. LeBron James. And uh-huh. Dennis Schroeder, okay? That's right. that's and who I, I'm telling you. People are going to love this guy. He's great. He was great with OKC. Sure. Denise Schroeder. 54 points, okay? 54. 54. Oh, my gosh. LeBron and AD only combined for 40. But the, here's the reason why I'm combining in Schroeder, because I did some quick math. And if yeah. you do the same thing with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Paul and— George. Pat, Serge Ibaka. I know, but I got to do Paul Beverly because he's got ten points. Because oh, they Pat, they combined Beverly. No, because they combined for sixty nine points. <laughs> oh, sexy. No, but but sexy. Honestly, but but jokes aside, it's forty points. LeBron and AD compared to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, fifty nine points. There you go. Fifty. There nine. You go. Points, man, and like. And, and Serge had more than ten. So you're saying Pat Bev's ten made sixty nine, which I like, obviously. But I don't know if you know this. There's seventy three. There's seventy three. You throw in Serge. I just did the quick math because I was like, oh my gosh, it's fifty nine. Who got ten points? So I could tell. Well, Chris, this is a very interesting sidebar dude. as well. Yeah. I learned a lot about Coach Ty Lue in this Andrew Greif article. Yeah. But what a lot of fans don't know about Chris Wilde, I love sixty nine. I'm a big fan of it, and I I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people who who love to say like, "Oh, you you make that joke, but you don't like it. No one likes it." I'm like, eh, "What are you talking about? <laughs> no one. Likes <laughs> no one likes. It. I can't concentrate. Shut up. Sixty nine. You know, anyway, we can't. Let's not go further. This is not the Clipcast sexy talk show. This is a basketball <laughs> podcast. No, it isn't. As long as you refuse to be a top 
tech director. Uh, this is also <laughs> not going to be clip cast look, sexy man, talk. Look, man, LeBron, LeBron James looked nice tonight a couple of times. There was a moment near the end of the half where they were really chipping away at our lead. Um, where he muscled it in two possessions in a row, right at the right near the end of the quarter, um, they were heating up like four minutes left of the quarter. The LeBron James, literally like a freight train, came down and just took a basket. Came out, took another basket. Sure, and we, and we were only beast. we were only up two at the half. Um, and frankly, it could have been worse than that, except that. Um, Pat Pat did hit his three at that point, which put us back up six. We held on to it. And at the half, I sat back and said to myself, because I watched the game by myself, um, sure. I, I watched the game and I was watching the game at the half. I said, you know what? Considering everything going on in the way that the Lakers are favored and the way that they just won the championship and, and everything else, if it, I'm just going to, if we don't hold this lead, and I didn't text you this because I didn't want to put it out there like the secret and manifest it. Like if we don't hold this lead, I'm still Sexy gonna talk. I'm still gonna feel encouraged that uh-huh. we came out and got a huge lead in the beginning of the game with all these new guys. But man, we we held on, and I think there's something very interesting to be said. I uh, I should go to our Tripper feed, tw- uh, Clipper feed on Twitter so that I can shout out the player that said it. Like Doc Rivers might have lost that game when when it got tied. Oh, 100%. percent. He really. Here we go. Eduardo Alonso. Shout out Eduardo Alonso. If this was Doc Rivers' team, that lead would have faded and never recovered. That's a big plus for me. Let's go. Well, when the Clippers did lose, except he meant to say Clippers Nation. I'm sure Clippers Clippers Nation Nation is is. That's why if you hashtag Clipper Nation, there's no logo. This is Clippers Nation. There's multiple. They're making the official change to Clippers Nation. But also, if I went to Twitter and after the Clippers lost that 22 point lead to only have a narrow two-point lead. Oh, Twitter was a lit, was lit up about here come the regular old Clippers. Even Joey Lynn, who I absolutely adore. And if you are a member of Clippers Nation, you must follow at Joey Lynn for oh, such a great. wonderful Shout out. look into the psyche and soul of the Clipper fan. But even he said it only took the Clippers a half of basketball to blow their first 20 point lead of the season. And then Farbod chirps in and goes a quarter. So, I mean, people, our own faithful, were going, well, here we go. We lost a 20 point lead. Now that being said, well, hey, wait a second, by the way, wait a second. I got to, I got to do a correction and retraction. I read this wrong on Twitter is Rudy Zavala at Raz 49ers who said, if this was Doc Rivers team, that lead would have faded and never recovered. That's a big plus for me. Let's go Clipper nation. It was Rudy Zavala. Shout out Rudy Zavala. That tweet was liked by Eduardo Alonso. So I retract that. Go Are ahead. Are you retracting your Eduardo Alonso shout out? That's yeah, my I, question I'm, to you. I'm now shouting out his retweet, but you go ahead. Well, I'd like to officially shout out Eduardo Alonso <laughs> since you just retracted it. And I'd like to name Eduardo Alonso Henry Dittman's player of the no game. No way. Like He's my fan him. of the game. <laughs> so listen, I, ahead, I'll tell sorry. you something. I, I knew we were going to win this game. I obviously am a big-time homer, and I love this new ClipCast mantra of only ClipCasting after Ws. Fun. I don't know if we can keep it up 72 regular season we win Ws, so many games, we'll be exhausted, but we're going to try. We've, we've only got 71 left to go before the postseason. But I'll tell you something. Yes, we came out of the gate hot. Yes, we went cold in the second quarter, for the first half of the second quarter, but Ty Lu impressed me with a couple of key timeouts to stop the bleeding. And I love the fact that the L word on their special, special night, they never led. The Clippers, even though we lost the lead, we never actually technically 
never lost the I mean we was tied. Okay, so yes, it was a tie game twice, three times. 0-0, 75-75. I think it was tied one other time. But we led them from quarter to quarter, from the buzzer to buzzer. It was our game to win, yeah. it was our game to lose. We we looked like the better team. We we truly did. And I know I'm a homer. And I don't understand how Kenny can just say it's it's just one game. Well, your job is to analyze the one game you just watched. Yeah, really. So I, tell I couldn't me believe what it. you learned. I couldn't believe it. Tell and me what you learned. He didn't. From he it. couldn't I, look at the monitor and see that Paul George was up next. It was crazy. I want. I want to. I want to say something else. Like, remember, let's go back to the things that had me worried. And one of the things that had me worried, we um, during our off season when we lost, we we talked about this before. I was more sad about losing Jamichael than I was about losing Montrez. Um, right. But it was like we lost Montrez and Jamichael. We got Serge Ibaka, and I was like, okay. Ooh. But then yeah. they got then they got Marcus Saul, and I said at the beginning of the game that really worries me because Marcus Saul is like a, such a great defender. Oops! In the third quarter, he got his fifth foul, and he had to sit. Oops! Well, Oops. I don't remember who it was Sorry. that I heard this say. Uh, I don't know who it was who said this, but I'm just gonna go out and say that it was Eduardo Alonso who said this. But the L word got. <laughs> significantly shorter. And the thing that gave a lot of people problems in the bubble was their length. And JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard are tall, beanpole, strong dudes and long dudes. Montrez Harrell is undersized. Mark Gasol is seven foot, but he's not as long as Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. So they lost a lot of their length. They obviously lost Green. They lost Rondo. These guys were crucial guys in the bubble. They did not impress me after one game. And the good news is, I don't know. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I assume that we're playing them four times in the regular season, even though it's a truncated 72-game season. I assume we're going to see them four times. I'm only going to give a crap about them literally three more times. So tonight, there were two games, but in the Pacific Division – That's right. Pacific Division rivals, the Golden State Warriors, were up, and they got their asses handed to them by the Brooka Brooka Brooklyn Nets. And then our division and hallway rivals, the Los Angeles L-Word, fell to the Clippers. The Clippers are alone atop the Pacific Division, as well as the Western Conference, at 1-0. Yes, it is just one game, but by God, it's good to be the one seed. Now, let's just dip our toes into, because you brought his name up, Jermichael Green. We're going to see him Christmas Day. We just faced a former employer in Montrezl Harrell, and we shamed him. Yeah. What are we going to do to J. Mike on Christmas? Nuggets, Clippers. If you listen to the TNT knuckleheads, they obviously like the Nuggets from everything I could decipher from what they said about how the Nuggets were great and the Blazers were great and the Lakers were great. Meanwhile, the team that won, not even in your top three or four? Come on, guys. So what do you think we're looking at Christmas Day Another W? Are we going to clip cast afterwards? Talk to me, Burbank. Well, look, man, I, th- that's a little far ahead for me to say and to look at. That is our next game, am I right? We don't have any games between now our and Our very then. next game, Friday, uh, Christmas Day. I believe we're the last game of the night, and I can't wait for it. Look, we, we had something to prove tonight, right? We had something to prove tonight. What's the most dangerous NBA player on the court? One with his chipped shoulder. <laughs> yes, with a chip upon... His rascally shoulder, sure. Uh, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the Clippers in a, in a close one. I think. I think we're gonna start to see, in the same way that we have seen Clippers teams of recent years 
wipe away old incarnations and interpretation of of who the Clippers were. I think that we are going to start now with wiping away some of the things that happened uh, in the bubble. And so this is our chance. And I think the... um, I think that we we can beat them. I do think we can beat them. I'm scared. I'm scared to call the win because in, in the let me be clear about this. I didn't call one single win in the postseason, and then the first game we lost in the series versus Denver was one where I said, "I think we're going to win the next game," and then we <laughs> lost the next three. So let me before I even finish the sentence, let me say this: I I don't know who's going to win that game. I hope we oh, do. Gosh, you, well, I'll tell you. We, I'll tell you who's going to win. We're going to win, and I, I agree with you. The Clippers had a lot to prove versus the L word because the whole world wanted that L.A., L.A. Western Conference Finals down in Disney World. It didn't happen. Yeah. But they yeah. got a hell of a lot more to prove versus the team that they had double-digit leads in games five, six, and seven and couldn't finish. So, I, I look, I think it's basically the same core guys for the Clippers. I'm pretty sure the Nuggets are, are pretty similar. I think they did make an upgrade. Don't quote me. They did make an upgrade and we'll find out Christmas when we see him. This is not nug cast. Although I do love 69 and some choice nugs. That's another (laughs) cast. Anyway, we do have a lot to prove. And I, and I think honestly, we really pound them like we did and go up like double digits, but now we don't have doc. And now it's not, you know, the bubble. And I think it's just going to be an annihilation. I mean, I mean dude, at the end of the day, all bets are off now that we have a coach that will make adjustments. I've just never yeah. seen anything like that in my life, like we oh, saw last postseason. Graphic, and it was, and it was like, the, like I think of that famous meme of Doc Rivers looking dumbfounded. You yes. know that one, screaming it's, internally, and then just like looking, like, huh. Huh? And that's how mm-hmm. I feel. That's how we we all were feeling, and that's what he was doing through that that postseason run, that that collapse. And so I mean, now he, I really feel like anything can fans. happen. Anything can happen. We saw it as Clipper fans. Doc Rivers blow a three-one lead twice. Yeah. And then he also did it when he was at Orlando. Yeah. He's so the, the only guy's coach done to do it, it three times. Three times. He's the only coach Ty to do Lue, it. Photographic memory, like a like a steel trap. It's like it's like our coaches Columbo in the ruffled trench coat just yeah one more thing Kawhi. one more thing there paul george before i let you go i don't i don't know that's that's a real dated reference that's pretty bad but i think i think paul shear is <laughs> gonna like that i think paul shear is oh gonna like that what's Columbo up paul shear you know you love this win paul shear oh, i would like to give here. a shout out to paul shear's biggest fan eduardo alonzo by the way he loves big, paul shear big fan of paul shear he's paul shear he's it really is tweeted all the been all the shows that paul shear thinks he's been in it was really edward alonzo uh also <laughs> Also, I really liked, I really enjoyed watching Caruso kind of fumble around the court after all the, he's the goat, he's the goat. Caruso, I mean, honestly, Kennard had a better line. Absolutely. I I hated seeing Kennard had a better line. He had one more assist and one more point. So I hated seeing Dudley get a ring. But I did like the one thing that was nice in the ring ceremony. I think you uh, talked about it on Twitter, possibly, or something. But but watching Marcus Morris be super psyched for his brother, Markeith Morris, and somebody tweeted out, family's greater than everything. I'm pretty sure it was Eduardo Alonso. Uh, that that really was a wonderful moment. And I thought that was fantastic to see, obviously, Marcus yeah. Morris. It's awesome. Uh, be super, like, just... And, you know, Marcus Morris, I, you know, I remember when I interviewed him last season, and he said Clippers got a real one. He, he had just... Uh, they had just retired his number at his alma mater. Uh, I believe he went to Kentucky or K- Kansas, excuse me. 
So regardless, I think Marcus Morris is is you know he's better paid. He's he's oft hailed as the better of the Morris brothers. But to see Marcus just absolutely over the moon for his brother, the uh, newly crowned NBA champion, and on his ring ceremony, I actually liked that, which was very weird, mixed emotions for me. Before I let you go, Hank, wait, we're here wait, in the home stretch. Wait, wait. Um, I yeah. really, I wanted to make one more very quick thing about Marcus Saul because again, I even think in our last clip cast, I was very vocal about how worried I was that they got him right. Um, very quickly, not to not to really just keep kicking him while he's down. Um, Marcus Saul in the game, he only played twelve minutes, right? Because he got in wow. foul trouble. One re- five fouls in twelve minutes. One rebound. Ooh. One assist. No. Zero points. Geech. Our center, got, our backup center, our backup center. Yeah, our backup center got six rebounds and eleven points. Our starting center got six rebounds and fifteen points. And our lowest scoring starter, Nicholas Batum, only got three points, but he got six rebounds and six assists. Pat Beverly got six rebounds, and he's so much smart. Like it's just, it, it really like, it was pretty exciting to see that. Uh, that Gasol pickup, which I thought was a death nail for us, actually was not so bad. We we played very well against him and got him into foul trouble, so I feel better. So anyway, what what did you want to say one last thing? Sorry to cut you off. Not at all. There was one stretch where the game got a little tighter. The Clippers extended the lead. It was maybe single digits, but high single digits. Maybe we're up seven, maybe we're up eight. And we just got four maybe even five offensive rebound after offensive rebound, and it just almost humiliated the champs on their special night. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I think Pat Bev grabbed an offensive rebound during that. Kawhi Leonard grabbed an offensive rebound during that. Maybe even four. But, I mean, to see – I'm telling you, that's something you just didn't see with Doc Rivers' Clippers, a stretch where you get three or four offensive rebounds in a row. It was very rare, and we got, we got to see it on opening night. Yeah, and we, got, we, we, had a, we had a real we had a real run there where we were getting stops on the defensive end and running to the other end and scoring. I mean, like, l- listen, Schroeder had 12 rebounds. It was pretty great. But consistently, we just outplayed these dudes – from from buzzer to buzzer, and it was very exciting to watch. Do and you I have just, the box score in front of you now? Uh, not the the limited one, the one that just has minutes, rebounds, assistant points, not the full. All right. So, how one. many guys were in double digits for the Clippers? Please, six. Oh, come on! That's that magic number, baby. You love it. If you get six guys in double digits, you get a Clipper W. Every time, and they only count had, it, and they only had five. And I'm telling you, we just contained them. Anthony Davis, 18 we, we were deeper. LeBron James, 22. Yeah, we were absolutely deeper. All right, so okay, you've got it in front of you. I'm going to guess, not looking at anything, who our Clippers double digit scorers were based on this past Clipcast and everything you've said and what I watched in the game. Do okay. it. Obviously, my Henry Dittman's player of the game. They call him uh, Butter because he's so smooth. He's the Eduardo Alonso of the Los Angeles Clippers. He's Paul George. You got it. 30 big ones. Paul George, PG-13, that's one. Kawhi Leonard, you told me they combined for 59 points. So that means, quick math, 29 points for the claw. 26 points. There's two guys. 26 points. Paul George had 33. Yes, 33. You're absolutely right. 33 points for PG-13. Thank you for that fix, Hank. 33 for Paul George. That's double digits. 
Uh, 26 for Kawhi Leonard. Great combined superstar night for our two superstars at 59 points. So those are your two guys in double digits. I know Serge Ibaka got there real early. He had 12 points early in the game, so I know he had double digits. Yep, ended with 15. Go ahead. Pat Beverly had 10 points to get that combined three to 69. You got it. So there's Pat Bev. It's got to be Zubats with an excellent night getting in double digits. Am I wrong about that? No, you're correct. 11 points. One more. And of course, sweet Lou Williams. Yeah, what's no- what is notable here, buddy, is that all of those six players, except for one, were Clippers last season. Oh, yeah. Chemistry. Okay. Sweet so that's very chemistry. nice. All our guys showing up. In a very nice way. I like it a and lot. And you know, based on what you saw tonight, Pat Patterson could potentially have a breakout game. And then certainly Nicholas Batum and certainly Dookie Luke Kennard. Yeah, buddy, let's, so, this, this is what I was going to say a second ago. I mean, that you go back to some of these like franchise. You're not going to want me to use this as an example, but I'm going to. Some of these like these three-peat Lakers teams and three-peat Bulls teams of the, you know, of Phil Jackson's runs. Um Rick Fox didn't have great games every single game. Steve Kerr didn't sure. have great games every single game. These guys no, would they would show up when they needed a Paxson. They wouldn't have great games every single game. They'd show up and have one great game. You that's what you need. That's what you need. That's what you need. So it let you like yeah okay we want Luke to come out a little stronger. Um, I believe in man. Listen, I believe in Pat Pat. I believe in Pat Pat coming in and being a guy. I feel like Pat Pat is a little bit less about his overall box score. And it's a little bit more, first of all, about intangibles, but it's also about you put Patrick Patterson in a game. And I would say that there's an, he's going to hit a three. There's an even money chance that he's going to hit two. He's going to hit two out of his first three threes and get a stop. Sure. I think he's a guy that you put in and he, he hit a big you, one tonight. You, you talked about it. He, he hit get, a big one. Tonight he gives to you immediate. He gives you immediate results. Every single time you put him on the floor. So we're going to see with Luke Kennard. He's finding his, and way. I'll tell you something. Ty Lu, his coaching, he did not let clearly a player who runs very hot and cold. He did not let a cold Reggie Jackson back on the court for a hey, minute. Hey, how second about half. that? How about that? We didn't keep putting guys in that were having bad. How about that adjustment? About adjustments, t- right? That's a big doc <laughs> difference. That's a big doc difference for photographic memory, Coach Colombo. Can I tell? Can I tell you another big Ty Lu difference? Yeah, just one more thing, Hank. One more thing. I feel pretty. I feel. Thing, I feel Hank. pretty sure we'll have at least one practice between now and our next freaking game. <laughs> oh my god! After everyone, no, we're not, there's no practice for the next three months. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> what, what? 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 If I can't learn how to coach on a Beverly Hills golf course, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, one more thing, Doc. What is it, Ty Colombo Lou? I think it's a weird bit, Doc. I think it's a very <laughs> odd bit. <laughs> I think it's a weird bit, Chris Wild. Uh, Cl- yes, Clippers Nation, congratulations Congrats, on this Clippers big Nation. win. You deserve it. I'm so. I think every one of us uh, breathes a huge sigh of relief. We get to strut around here for a couple of days, and uh, yes. I hope you enjoy your lead up to uh, the Christmas holiday. I hope you enjoyed your your. Uh, you hope you enjoy your Kwanzaa coming up. I hope you enjoyed your Hanukkah. I hope your Hanukkah was lit. Lit. Hanukkah was lit. It's lit. There was a moment when Kawhi Leonard leaned down to dribble the ball in a free throw, and it looked like the patterns. It looked like a menorah. It looked like a menorah, the patterns of his cornrows. I just really. I saw that. um, I think we're all looking forward to Christmas Day, but for the next three days, enjoy the beautiful Christmas present of a Clippers win over the championship Lakers. Congratulations. 
best team in the NBA. Dude, and then dude. the other best team dude, in the dude. NBA, DeAndre Jordan and Landry Goshcharnett's Nets. Come on, guys. Come on. They're looking All right, good. Well, I guess you guys are going to hear from us after the next W, which hopefully will be on Boxing Day in Canada, the day after Christmas. But gosh, it is great to be back. Oh, yeah. We, we missed you. We missed you, fans. Go ahead. Hey, share our link. Share us, like us, review us, give us five stars, all the places that you can. And in the meantime, we'll get ready to give you another great clip cast after the next Clippers win. Go Clippers, toot toot. Oh, yeah. And if you are if you don't mind, I, I know you've tooted the horn now multiple times. Do-do. I tried not to draw too much attention Do-do. to it. But but old Burbank, Hank, if you could just do me the favor and, well, we, we're the best team in the league. If you could just give, go ahead and just sound the horn for me there, Burbank. <laughs> Oh, wow, man. So good to be back. Cell phones ringing on a one-on-one. Head down a staple Santa gonna have some fun. It's okay. Great blue sea, not a place in the world.